What's up, guys? Welcome to the Social Media Entrepreneurs Podcast, teaching you how to become a full-time entrepreneur by leveraging modern social media strategies. I'm your host, Derek Vidal, and on today's episode, I have a very special gift for you before we get started. Some of you may know, hopefully all of you, probably not though, uh, know that I have been selling a course called Social Launch Formula for the last five years now, since the start of the podcast, basically. And this is a course that teaches you how to run a large-scale social media giveaway, not the BS ones that you've seen. Honestly, no one runs social media giveaways the way that they should be run apart from people who have gone through this course. And what I'm going to do for you, rather than tell you about a free training that I have or a free guide, I've had a bunch of free guides. I've had something called How to Build and Monetize a Following in 90 Days or Less that was a 16-page PDF that would teach you the strategy and then ultimately try to sell you the full-length course. I've had hour-long webinars. I've had 45-minute webinars, 20-minute webinars. I've had lots of free trainings that teach you this strategy. YouTube videos and podcast episodes galore that explain the macroscopic model of why my giveaway model works so well and then tries to sell you the course. And what I've decided to do, I was thinking, all right, maybe I'll just revamp the training, make it a new one. At this point, I know it's a great course, and I'm just going to give you a large portion of it, all right? If you want to buy the rest after that, you can buy it at an extreme discount too because I am just uh, basically at the end of marketing this course. It is run its course, and uh, it, it will always be available online, but at this point, I am stepping away from marketing it uh, so aggressively, and I am just going to give you the first three lessons plus the intro lesson for free. So if you've been looking at potentially buying my courses for a long time now, it would have been Social Launch Formula or a version of it, and I am now giving you the first few lessons for free. So it's over two hours, and you will build out your giveaway. And you will be done with quite a bit of the process by the end of it. It is step-by-step. It is the actual paid course. As you're listening to it, you'll hear like, yeah, this is the paid course. This is not the free training webinar or whatever. So get my free course, Social Launch Formula, at the bio, uh, in the, at, the, at the link in bio now, like in the podcast description. And enjoy, my friends. You will be uh, well underway into building your own giveaway. And uh, yeah, I'm done marketing it. I'm doing the free sample approach. So I'm the Costco person and you just walked by and I said, hey, do you want to try these little chicken sliders? Here's a little bite. Okay, I'm just going to give you a bite of it now. I'm not going to tell you how awesome the chicken slider is. I'm just going to give you a bite of it. And if you like it, you know what to do from there. So let's get started with today's episode. Real fun stuff because... This is an episode where I'm not going to rant, but I'm going to talk about entrepreneurial concepts that are very important to you making it as an entrepreneur or not. And what we're going to be reviewing are Alex Hormozzi's three traits of highly successful people. And it's something that he talks about all the time. I don't think it's his original content, but he talks about these three traits and I have found these to be absolutely true. So we're going to break them down. First off, though, I'm going to play you the clip of him introducing these three traits. 
three most common traits yeah. of highly successful people. The influencer world wants to be like, you have to wake up at five, or you have to do cold plungers, or whatever the fuck, right? The three most common traits of hyper-successful people that they looked at. So number one was that they had a superiority complex. They thought they were better than other people and that they deserved more. The second is that they suffered from massive insecurity and feeling that they would never be enough. And third, they had impulse control. And so you've got this combination of people who are like, I want to do this big thing. And they've got this big away pain. I'm never going to be enough. I always have to do more. And then they have impulse control that keeps them focused on the goal. So let's break it down. I like at the beginning how he said the influencer world will tell you that you have to wake up at 5 a.m. and do cold plunges. Every one of those things is so great. But you could spend a day doing journaling, meditation, visualization, affirmations, fitness, a cold plunge, and now you just wasted three hours. Not wasted, but you made yourself optimized health-wise and you didn't get anything done with a positive ROI. Maybe you filmed yourself doing it so that you could make some content. Ultimately, if that is what it took to be hyper successful, then a lot more people would. It just is something that you can incorporate in your routine if you feel like it's helpful for you. And to all of those little things that gets talked about in the success world, I would tell you to try them all, figure out what works for you, and go through phases of doing them. Like I, Journaling is not something that I've always done. It's something that I got into this year, and who knows if I'll keep it up next year, but it's something that I really utilized this year, and I liked it. I've done meditation affirmations of the things in the past, but not really anything long-term. So I do like that he makes that point. Then the, the three traits are a superiority complex, crippling insecurity, and the third one being uh, focus, essentially, which was um, that they have impulse control is how he said it. So to be a hyper successful entrepreneur, you have to have all three. And this uh, would also be if you are like a hyper successful Olympic athlete or something like that, not just entrepreneurship. You have to have all three to be hyper successful. The first two, you can't really train. Nor would you want to train yourself to have crippling insecurity that you'll never be enough, right? The first two, you kind of either have or you don't. And I've talked about levels of entrepreneurship in the past, how there's essentially three levels of entrepreneurship. Level one would be someone who essentially just has one of these traits and they want to be their own boss and it would be cool to work for themselves and they go out and they can try entrepreneurship. But if the going gets tough, they will happily leave entrepreneurship and go back to their traditional job. That would be like a level one. A level two, which I consider myself, would be someone who probably has the first two traits Alex talks about, where you're an entrepreneur for sure, you would never consider anything else, and for that reason, you'll never quit, and you're naturally motivated because you have to be, because there's no other option, you can't go back to a traditional career, you just have to figure it out, but if you don't have the third one, is where you're not going to be hyper-successful And for me personally, that's the one that I don't have. However, the focus is something that you can train, the impulse control that you can train. So let's talk about the first two because I genuinely believe that you do have to have at least one of these to be successful in entrepreneurship or to have even started entrepreneurship in the first place. The first one is a superiority complex. And obviously this is cockiness. At its core, this is the ego coming through and thinking you're better than other people. But the real superiority complex that he's talking about is one that is based in your reality. 
So maybe you got really good grades in school. Maybe you were always the best person on the baseball team. You won the spelling bee. You've had enough success in life that you know that you are above average at doing things. And this is something I absolutely have. And I will not be shy around it because I'm more trying to be relatable to those of you that are entrepreneurs on this episode. And it is something that you almost have to manage for a while. I'm going to go over the pros and cons of it. The pros is that it enables you to be hyper-confident in yourself and in your abilities. If I am sitting in a room of 500 people and I'm listening to a public speaker and he says, only one of you will be able to do it in the audience, I am 100% convinced it's me. I'm like, oh, he's talking about me. I'm so sorry, everyone else. And will I be that person? I don't know. Who cares? I'm just going to talk about myself like that. I have no problem talking about myself as like, I'm the chosen one. Oh yeah, I'm the one to do it. I'm here to solve the world's problems and that's why I'm an entrepreneur. You're welcome. Uh, I'm living out God's plan for me because he designed me to help everyone else out and I'm really fucking good at what I do. And if you don't have that cockiness, if you will, I don't even wanna call it cockiness because it's just, it, it really is pure confidence as long as it's based on something, okay? If you always struggled in everything that you've ever done in life and then you still do that, then that's where you're just being cocky. If you really have a track record of doing a lot of things successfully in life, then that's where it's not the worst thing to just play into it, to be like, yeah, I'm fucking good at stuff. Like if that is what enables you to take action immediately, to get rid of imposter syndrome, to be able to essentially fake it till you make it, to have more confidence on camera when you're making content, then absolutely that is how you should think. So I think a lot of people want to try to think like that, but as soon as they do, they're like, I'm being cocky and they diminish their light and they don't feel good about it. And I have realized that I will do this if I'm in a group of people that aren't really doing what they want to do with their lives by their own standards, right? So when you ask them what they do for work, they really downplay it. They're not really doing anything exciting. They haven't done that much exciting for the year. They're kind of letting life pass them by. And then you're hanging out with them and you might be really on purpose and crushing it in business. And I'll be like, oh yeah, I own a company. Like you kind of diminish yourself, right? And uh, I'm not sure my full take on that, but I, I definitely have felt odd sometimes where I'm like, you know what? Those people weren't thinking I'm cocky if I talked about what I'm doing. Like they were going to take inspiration from it. So if I were to take a side, I'd say don't uh, diminish your light and your accomplishments and how happy you are to be doing what you're doing just because you're in a room full of other people who aren't happy with what they're doing or aren't confident with themselves. If you being confident makes them feel worse about themselves, There's nothing that you can do about it and you're not responsible for it, but there's a lot of people out there that would take a lot of motivation from what you're doing and you're doing those people a massive disservice, not letting them see you for who you really are. So the superiority complex, it it is necessary and I think it's good to know about as an entrepreneur because you probably have one in a way and it's been something that you've always battled with like, am I being too much with my confidence? And I will say that, You don't really have to exude it to the rest of the world. I'm not going out of my way to tell people how great I am ever. Like that's not a good way to go about it. This is more your self-talk, okay? So I'd say the superiority complex is very helpful when it is your self-talk. When you're talking to other people, then 
they either are on the same wavelength and they're vibing with you or they probably won't get it. So um, I'm, I'm still going to be confident in what I, what I do, but I'm not going to be like tooting my own horn to people that, you know, really would not get me to do so. So just know what to do with that trait. The second one is the crippling insecurity that you'll never be enough. And this one has really affected me in a lot of areas of life. In fitness, the way that I used to motivate myself to go to the gym is I would just body shame myself until I'd be at the gym. Because I was like, that works really well, dang. I would literally just say that I look weak or overweight or whatever I look like at that time, and then I'd be at the gym. And I'd be like, cool, that works really well. And the issue is that I was causing a lot of stress in my body, and I have an autoimmune disorder that I get inflammation really easily. It's called ankylosing spondylitis, and that was off the charts how bad it was in my mid-20s. I was in my sales job, and any mistake I made, I would be so hard on myself. Like, I would miss an exit for an appointment and it would make me late and I'd be like all right you got to slap yourself in the face really hard like I would be very hard on myself because this insecurity of never being enough like even the little mistakes I'd be hounding on myself or I would try to motivate myself to make more phone calls by saying hey you're probably losing in the contest the other people are probably making way more phone calls from you you're being a pussy about this and then I'd be like okay fine and it would lead to action and I will say that if that those kind of negative thoughts don't lead you to taking massive action that actually would not be good because eventually you're going to have negative thoughts come up and this is the correct response to them however I was creating negative thoughts to channel action so with your insecurities in this regard it's not something that you want to You don't want to see the insecurities themselves as your superpower. It is your response to them that is your superpower. And Did you know that you can change what you taste by what you hear? How can you use sound to make a deeper connection with your clients? Can we be healed with sound? Sound influences people in their buying decisions and their daily lives. In the podcast audio branding, I explore all of this, both with my own observations as a voice actor of over 15 years and by interviewing knowledgeable professionals in the field of advertising, marketing, music, and science. To have a listen for yourself, visit audiobrandingpodcast.com. me doing all these things like it really like my pain my physical pain caused by my mental state of enabling stress so that i could turn it into hyper focused motivation that was very high strung like i'd be in sales appointments and there would be times that it would not be helping me that i would be like you're a little bitch you ain't gonna get the sale are you you know i just be like egging myself on and i talk to myself like that i would take notes at business conferences like cussing at myself in the notes and it worked on paper and it did not work mentally so with this crippling insecurity one i think it is you know it is why you don't fail. It is why you don't allow yourself to have days off. It is why you um, have motivation 
to prove people wrong who have never even cared about you. And it's just, you're taking motivation from it. You're like, you know what? That girl who denied me in high school, she'll see <laughs> how successful I am. You're grabbing this motivation from wherever. And motivation is something that you can uh, take positive things as motivation or negative. And that is ultimately what's happening here. You have the ability to be motivated from how great you think you are and why you think you can do it and all the self-belief. And then you're motivated by you're not going to accomplish all your goals in life. And uh, you're almost motivated from death is what it is. It's like, how do I want to die? What legacy do I want to leave? And a lot of it is BS is why this is not the best trait uh, to for your mental health. Okay, This is why a lot of entrepreneurs really struggle with mental health is because of the second one. Because until you get the success, those insecurities have a voice, like have an honest voice where it's like, yeah, but look at your bank account. I told you you suck. And then that could make you work harder, right? Like you could really tune into the power of being broke and be super frustrated with it and do something with it. So it is a common trait, but in fitness, it has not been good for me in the past. And with relationships, it's not been good because I've had relationships where everything's going well. I like them. They like me. And then my insecurities will kind of take a toll where it's like, you know what? I don't think I'm good enough for them. I need to become better and I need to try harder and I need to I need to entertain them and I need to text them right now and I need to show them how great I am and I need to like do all these things to to make sure they know that I'm awesome and all of those things lead to the opposite reaction this seeking for external validation does not go over well um it's it's not necessary if you want to be an impressive person just be an impressive person but as soon as you start trying to impress with your accolades is when no one cares so have the accolades be silent about them and you know as far as relationships go these people will figure out all these things about you in time and that's great that's how you want them to figure them out like man i just keep unraveling layers of you and you're so great like that's how you want it to be you don't need to be like by the way i i did this in cutco and i came out with this invention okay like those were like my first dates in the past and now i'm just like don't even tell them what you do unless they ask like i've been on multiple dates with girls where they don't even know what i do because it's not even important to you know be flaunting this kind of stuff but ultimately it came from my insecurities of i don't know if i'm enough for this person so let me show them why i am and then it just ruins you so know the the pros and the cons of this second trait and then the third trait is impulse control and i think everyone's got some degree of adhd nowadays and it is something that people do have to a higher degree, including myself. And I've really had to get this under control, especially this last year, because I've had a lot of business opportunities that if I had come out with them earlier, would have done so much better. And when you look at all the moves you made in entrepreneurship over the last five to 10 years, and you say, okay, what have I been doing wrong? Or what have I been doing right? I keep coming to the conclusion that I'm doing all the right things, you know, or at least like all the decisions I make were based on good information. They were good decisions. 
The reason why they didn't become hyper successful is I'm just a little bit too late. If I made the podcast earlier, it would have been humongous. Like if you came out with the podcast in 2012, you're absolutely killing it. And that would have been really in advance, right? If I did that, but some of the like consult my consulting offer, if, it, if I came out with that a year before, I, I would have done so much more in sales just because of the volume of demand of people trying to get into a coaching program in 2018, 2019 was so much greater than at this point. And you think back, okay, like, well, if all I'm missing is speed, then like what's going on here? And unfortunately, with entrepreneurship, you can sit at the computer for eight hours a day but only do about three hours of focused work over those eight hours. Or you could sit at the computer and do eight hours of focused work, which is very difficult for for me and for a lot of people. I think it's difficult for pretty much anyone on the planet when you are sitting there with no manager, no threat of being fired. um, And the only threat is just, hey, like I need to pay my bills, I need to get this done. And it can be hard to get into a true flow state of work, especially if you have all these things on your to-do list and you're not sure what order to do them. It can just be difficult to really log a bunch of uh, hyper-focused hours in a row. But when you get to the end of the year and we're at my favorite part of the year where you got two months left and you can still hit your goals, you can still make adjustments to hit those goals that... You say, okay, if you look back on the, the year and you say, all right, how, how did my year go? You say, I worked six days a week, but why didn't I get that much done? And it really comes down to, did you have impulse control or not? Did you need to go play a bunch of video games midday throughout the game? Did you need to smoke a bunch of weed? Did you need to go party? And then when you partied, you were now hung over the next day. So then the next day you didn't get much done. And then the next day you're like, all right, let's get back to work. And you're kind of groggy and you lost all your momentum. And I'm kind of speaking about me in this last year. As a lot of you know, um, I kicked my weed addiction this last year. And uh, I'm not going to lie, it was very hard and I still struggle with it. Um, of, of wanting to go back to it, I'm still kind of dealing with it. And uh, ultimately, it's been really great. I have not been uh, truly sober for basically like the 13 years before this one. I was basically smoking marijuana all day for 13 years. And I became a functional stoner. However, just you work slower. You work distracted. You've got this mind fog always around your brain. You're constantly judging yourself unfairly you're just more insecure you're more anxious you're more paranoid your cardiovascular system doesn't work as well your lungs hurt you cough like it just doesn't make any sense honestly to smoke weed on paper it doesn't make any sense i completely get why everyone does it and whatever advice you have um, relate to what i'm talking about right now gambling online shopping whatever a lot of this is Getting rid of your vice is the impulse control because you might not have uh, this bad impulse control with a lot of things, but you might have it really bad for a few things. And I had to realize that my success as an entrepreneur was being massively hindered 
by my weed addiction. And <laughs> those of you who don't smoke, you're like, yeah, no shit. But for those of you that do smoke all day and, and kind of know where I'm coming from, like it is not helping you. I'm sorry to tell you that because I know if you're not in the mindset that you want to do something about it yourself, you probably don't want to hear it. I know I'd never wanted to hear it. I had to come to this conclusion myself to get rid of it. Um, but that has been the biggest thing for me managing my impulse control because it would be all day like, hey, let me go. Yeah, I'll t take another hit. Then you come back to the computer like, what was I doing again? Oh, yeah, I was watching a YouTube video, I think. Oh, wait, no, I wasn't. Like, it just distracts you. You lose so many hours of your life and you sit there content with it, but you're content with being bored. You're content with not having success. So whatever it is in your life that is the impulse that you need to control this is the this third trade is the one that I feel like you can actually get better at, that you can actually change. And if you don't have like vices as your problem, you just are distracted all day, then I would tell you to focus on two things. One is to find a higher purpose for what you're doing. It's an annoying question. Everyone's heard it. Find your purpose. And what I would tell you is a lot of times this purpose that you're really looking for isn't this massive philanthropic goal to start a charity. It doesn't have to be something like that. It can be in two months, I want to be able to travel somewhere. In six months, I want to be able to travel somewhere. In three weeks, I want to go to this concert. What you can do is just a very simple way of motivating yourself of working between mini vacations. So if you say, all right, I'm lacking on motivation and focus, what can I do? You're going to find something fun to do, and then you're going to book that fun thing, and then you're going to work really hard up until then. And that would be a simple way to just work a little bit more on purpose because it's not, it's great if you can find this grand purpose, but otherwise, just having some kind of like, oh, yeah, I'm going on a trip in three weeks, so I really need to get a lot done before I go can be all you need. And the other part to this is just having a deadline. So, to stay on quotes from Alex Hormozzi, he was talking about like Adderall and uh, smart drugs on this episode of a podcast. And he said, no drug can help you focus more than a hard due date. And it's so true when you have a due date that something has to be done by, even if it's a big project, you know, it's going to get done. You know, those school projects that you remembered at 9 p.m. the night before still got done because they needed to. And as entrepreneurs, you don't have a manager setting these for you. And even when you set these for the, yourself, you know that if you needed to request an extension from yourself, yourself would approve it. But you really do have to adapt a mentality of like, okay, I have two weeks to get a new client go like otherwise uh otherwise i lose <laughs> like whatever you need to say like that, that it has to be done just convince yourself that it has to be done give yourself deadlines find out how you focus maybe you do like the meditating in the morning the cold plunges the journaling the fitness before you get to work working at certain hours of the day whatever it may be you are going to need to find out how you focus is going to be super important. You're going to need at least one of the first two traits and you're going to need the third one and you'll be a great entrepreneur. 
but having all three is the traits of the highly successful people. And if you don't think you have any of those, then that would be a way that would be a, a you know, uh, so telling that you should maybe consider something else outside of entrepreneurship um, because it will be difficult to do it long term. Otherwise, uh, I mean, you probably wouldn't have made it to the end of this podcast if you didn't have at least one of those traits. Uh, so I think those are very good to to know about and to constantly remind yourself of if you're not successful, then you might not be utilizing these three traits in the proper way. You might be letting crippling insecurity be what's ruining you rather than what is motivating you. You might be having that superiority complex annoying everyone else in your life because you're projecting it to everyone and you're all talk, but you're not using that superiority complex to be the confidence that you need to take action on your ideas. So it's not just about having these traits, it's about what you do with them. That is what I got for you today. Make sure you get that free course down in the description and I will talk to you soon.